0: back. You're watching Trader's Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Trader's Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, uh, let's start off with the US markets, which continue their march higher. If Donald Trump's to be believed, it's got everything to do with him. And it is, in fact, the anniversary of his election um, as US president. Um, and unfortunately, it's all bad news for us.
1: Um, well, yes, not well, all it's bad th- news. Y- but, uh, it's it's not really Such bad, bad news, news for us. It's just not. It's not. I suppose not good news. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Um, the the market continues its march higher, as you mentioned, with very very low volatility. I mean, we're still talking volatility that's at levels last seen on a consistent basis in, in about 1993. So very, very low levels of volatility. This S&P 500 just continues to grind an inch higher day by day. No pullbacks. Um, you mentioned Donald Trump and the fact that he was he won the election about a year ago. And uh, that was the last time that the US market pulled back more than 3%. Mm. So it's now been a year, pretty much, since the since the US market saw a 3% pullback uh it's incredible, and that that 's a one in a hundred year event. So it's remarkable. Uh, In terms of where we stand on the S&P 500, it still continues to trade up in this upward sloping channel. There's no doubt about that. We do have an option structure on which runs out to December, which will kick in if the market moves below 2560, currently at about 2590, 2595 when I looked at US futures earlier. So it is continuing to move higher and higher, further away from our sweet spot on that option structure, which is not great for us but it's also not the end of the world I mean we've accounted for the premium of $130 mm-hmm. that we lose there that's effectively been we, we've kissed it goodbye already um, in our ideal world yes we wouldn't mind a pullback to into this sweet spot by December but it's looking increasingly unlikely as things stand at the moment but uh, I think also in my defence and I know I've got these option structures wrong every quarter this year <laughs> and we've we've paid away a little bit of premium mm. every quarter on these things and and lost the premium. Um, You know, had we had a year where this market gave us a 4, 5, 6 percent pullback at some stage. You know, we would have made good money on these things, but it's not been the case. Mm. And it's a very unusual year not to have a pullback of that sort of magnitude.
0: Yeah, I suppose maybe the arguing could be made that you could have traded more against the option structures and maybe gone long the S&P as well as having an option structure in place. So That's right. In
1: in retrospect, that's absolutely right. You create these structures as an insurance policy and then still get long. So it's what I've seen referred to as a participate and protect, a So you participate, get long, but have the protection on the downside and that's in retrospect, that's exactly what we should have done. But yeah. as always in trading, it's easy in hindsight.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of what you've done with the local market because you do have an option structure there. But then you also um, uh, implemented a trade, a very short-term trade last week. So just talk us through maybe firstly where um, the top 40 is at the moment because it's had a f- fantastic week.
1: It has had a fantastic week. Fantastic so you have yeah, this is weeks. a this is a top 40 futures chart. Uh, so it's a continuous contract. And effectively, remember that your futures trade every three months, so they expire in March, June. Uh, September and December of each year, and they roll into one another. So this is a, um, a continuous chart of the futures rolling one into the other, if you will. And then we go back to June on this graph over here. Right now, obviously, we're talking about the December futures contract here, and you can see that since June, when the market bottomed at forty-five thousand on the on the top forty future, I and mean we've basically gone up more or less in a straight line mm. since then. We're now approaching ten thousand points that Maybe. we've gained in, in the last five months. It's unbelievable.
0: So basically uh, in three years, where we did nothing, now we're suddenly up what? How many percent?
1: Well, so in June when we were at those lower levels around about 45,000 the market it was actually flat. For a three-year period there was zero percentage return over three years and now in the space of five months the, the top 40 is up 20 percent in that very short space of time and it's broken right through all the tops of the last three years. and whatever. So suddenly it's all very bullish. Um, yep. I suppose uh, it's easy now to look back and say, well, it was inevitable that at some stage it was going to break to the upside. But having said that, you know, the participation to the upside has really been very, very concentrated in a small number of stocks. It's mainly been driven by Naspis this year and yep. Okay, And then in the latter part of the year, we've had some participation from Billiton and Anglo-American. You know, when you scratch below the surface and you look beyond those stocks, there hasn't really been an awful lot of participation among the rest of the top 40 shares. Mm. So it's been very, very unusual from that point of view. But anyway, I mean, we can talk about this until we blew in the face at what a, a strange year it's been, which it has been. That's still a bullish looking chart at the moment. Uh, the market is strong. It, it does start to feel to me like it's getting to a bit of a blow-off type of phase. But you can't deny the bullish setup here until such time as we break that blue uptrend and until such time as we start bl- breaking below these moving averages. When until then, I think you've got to accept that the trend is up and the momentum is up. And if you're fighting that, you are on a hiding to nothing.
0: Yeah. When you talk about blow-off stage, do you mean, um, in other words, it's it's there's going to be a, a sharp reversal? Or do you, do you actually mean we're going to kind of... Push higher.
1: Well, a blow-off is typically where you see a very rapid push to the upside uh, and it's almost driven by shorts, shorts squeezed out of the market. And perhaps those last Johnny-come-lately buyers that suddenly say, I'll have to get involved in this market because it's just running along without me. And, and, and that can often be um, okay. what drives a blow-off move and then invariably you find some sort of a breather that happens after that.
0: Yeah, sounds like a party and a hangover. So um, Garth, just remind us how you were structured because there were two um, trades essentially that you've taken um, against the top 40.
1: Well, yes, so that's it. we've done. We we did a long trade earlier in the quarter, but this last week, in fact, we did a trade on the top 40. We did it on the all me future. So just to remind viewers, the all me future is like a mini future. Uh, You get the all Z, big contract which is 10 rand per point and then you get this all me future which is one rand per point and it's a nice small contract because it effectively means that your exposure is one-tenth of the size of a full Aussie future yeah. and what I had said last week was that this 53,150 area was a big zone of resistance on the, on the 15 minute graph and by the way so this is a, a 15 minute yes. chart what that means is that every candlestick pattern here represents 15 minutes worth of trading action and I said at that stage that it looked as if we were likely to see a break to the upside through the through all those tops and that eventually that would be quite a bullish break and we should see a move higher. And my my trade last week was three all me futures um, at 53.066. Stop loss was going to be 52.900 and the target was 53.500. Now as it turned out you can see the breakout did occur uh, during the Tuesday afternoon when we were recording the show last week. And the following morning, the market actually opened at our target level of 53,500, and then it continued to move higher thereafter. So I figured let's stay in the trade because there still seems to be upward momentum. Let's try and run it a bit longer and see if we can extract a bit more out of the trade. And then basically the following afternoon, you can see there was a little Dow Theory sell signal over there where it started to break below that. Uh, lateral area of support at about 53 700 so i took that as my cue to exit that long trade sold out at 53 uh, 641 i beg your pardon <laughs> and that meant we banked a profit of 1725 rand so it's about 1.7 percent yeah. that we add on to our capital so okay. it's not shooting the lights out it's baby steps but nevertheless each of these profits help
0: yeah, indeed. Okay, so uh, talk us through this week's trade.
1: Right, so this week's trade is a long position in Exaro. Um, I did highlight this for subscribers on traderscorner.co.za at the end of last week and said, watch out, it looked like this share price is poised to break out through the upper end of this trading range here. So what you see here is a bullish chart setup. Uh, it's been trading in a range between 140 rand and 150 rand over the past three weeks. So that's like a sideways consoli- mm. consolidation. And what I'm looking for here is a break above 150 rand to get long. Now that break has actually happened today. It actually started to happen yesterday, being Monday. And as a consequence, I took a long trade late yesterday afternoon in Exaro. Bought at 150 rand and 65 cents, stop loss is 145 rand and I'm looking for a move up to 160 rand here. So effectively to get that target you take the height of the trading range which is basically 10 rand Mm -hmm. and you project that distance up from where the breakout above 150 rand occurred and that gives you a target of 160.
0: Okay, so not a huge target. Not a
1: huge (coughs) target uh, but but nevertheless it provides uh, an opportunity for a nice little trade here and and again we're trading with the momentum we're getting long of a of a stock a stock that is quite strong and in a relatively strong sector of the market at the w- as as well
0: course, do you pay much heed to the stochastics because it's kind of in the middle uh, but there does seem to be an upturn so
1: yeah i quite like the stochastic shape over here because you're right it's pulled back into the middle of its range and it's begun to turn higher again so it means that this breakout is happening from uh, an area which is not entirely overbought it's happening from not oversold either, but it but it, it's got room to run before it becomes overbought, effectively.
0: Yeah, and any other factors to consider before we go into the mechanics of the trade? Um, for example, if there were to be. Some sort of weakening in the rand, although we actually have seen the rand strengthening a bit in the last couple of days or so.
1: Yeah, look, I'm not being guided too much by anything like that. It's mainly what I'm seeing in the chart structure here, and the fact that these little sideways consolidations lately have generally been breaking to the upside and resulting in further follow-through buying, uh, and 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 this as I look at that chart setup, does look ripe for a a positive move to the upside.
0: Okay, so take us through uh, the trade in greater detail.
1: All right, so we've gone long at 150 Rand and 65 cents. My stop loss is 145 Rand. The share uh, risk per share is 5 Rand 65. So I'm risking 1% of our portfolio here. We've got about 110,000 Rand in the South African part of the portfolio. So 1% of that is 1,100 Rand. And that's what I'm willing to lose if I'm wrong on this trade. Uh, I take that 1,100 Rand portfolio risk and I divide it by the risk per share, which is 5 Rand 65, and it gives me a number of 194 shares. So I'm gonna round that up to 200 CFDs. My target is 160 Rand, and that means my risk to reward is 1 to 1,65. Okay,
0: so fairly small, and also the position size being fairly small at 1%. Yes. Are you just being deliberately conservative um, in, a, in what has been a very strange market?
1: I am being conservative. It, it, it has been, a, yeah, as we say, it's been a strange market. It's, a, it's been a very strong market with very, very low volatility. Uh, and we are approaching the end of the year now. We've, we've got reasonable profits in the South African portfolio. Certainly not great profits, but at least there's something there. Uh, I'm not keen to lose too much of that. So I'm taking a conservative approach, mm. risking 1% of the capital and if we if we come right we can make about 1.6 percent which all adds to the the gradual gains that we've seen over the last couple of months
0: yeah okay so talk us through the portfolios because they are quite um at odds with one another
1: they certainly are so this is a south african portfolio uh we are up 11.8 percent for the year to date once we take into account the profit that we made on that all me future um, we long the exaro trade as we mentioned and then we still have our december put spread structure which is so far out of the money that there would need to probably be some sort of a catastrophe <laughs> for that to go in the money. So I think it's fair to say we're never going to see that premium again. That one and a half thousand rand is gone, I think.
0: I mean, just remind us where, where the sweet spot would be there for that. Uh, uh, b-
1: b- below Below 49,500. So it would mean that the market would need to fall about 5,000 points from here before we even start to make money on that structure.
0: Although we're up 10,000 points in four months, so you never know.
1: You never know, (laughs) but I think the probability of it going below that level by the time the December futures closeout rolls around is extremely remote. Mm.
0: Uh, And then the offshore portfolio, unfortunately, is a real blot on your copybook this year.
1: Yeah, it hasn't worked out for us this year, mainly because (coughs) I've been doing these put spread structures on the S&P 500 every quarter, and we've just been losing, 1% or 2% of our portfolio every time we do it. So we, we minus 10% for the year to date there, which really is not great at all. Uh, yeah. uh, there's not much that I can say to... <laughs> to, to improve make it that, no, to make it better. <laughs> I mean, to it's make just it it's away. Not, it's not being good. Yeah. It's not being good.
0: Okay, well, we'll have a, a final reckoning at the end of the year, as we always do. And then, Goss, just a reminder to viewers that they can uh, get a weekly alert from your site.
1: Yes, if you go to traderscorner.co.za and you go to the middle of the page there, you'll see a link for a free weekly email. Uh, if you sign up, you will get an email every Tuesday at lunchtime detailing what is coming up on the show for that week.
0: Okay, Goss, we'll leave it there. Thanks as always for joining us. Goss McKenzie is founder and editor of Traders Corner. This is Traders' Corner. In brief, joining me as always is Garth McKenzie. And Garth, you've taken a position in Xaro this week.
1: Yes, that's right. Xaro has been consolidating in a sideways channel between 140 rand and 150 rand for the last three weeks. It now looks to be breaking to the upside through the top of that range, which is bullish. And we're looking for a move up to 160 rand here.
0: And we will talk viewers uh, through the mechanics of the trade, as usual, on Traders' Corner this evening.
1: There's finding opportunity, and there's having opportunity find you spot trends and trades with a range of signals and alerts, pattern recognition
0: technology and advanced charts, and experience the difference with IG.